You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Lamb Goat presents the Van Flip Podcast. What is up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Van Flip Podcast. I am your host, Lurk, as always. And today, I am joined by Carson Pace of the Callous Dowboys. So many times do I say, I even said it to you at Furnace Fest, I think, Dallas Cowboys. You did say Dallas Cowboys <laughs> at Furnace Fest. And I was like, I was like, this motherfucker has been, <laughs> has been hitting me up to go to shows and to be in interviews and he can't say my fucking band name right. <laughs> Doug, if you if you've been if you join the podcast, uh, I mean if you just join the podcast, I do that all the time. I think not one episode goes by that I don't flub something. So I have to do it in sure. person. Sure. Well I mean it despite it being like a a very memorable name, I do think people do still like fuck it up occasionally. Um that's why I like don't like, you know, any anytime someone wants to like like if it's our first time playing with like a bigger band like i'm just like i hope they don't even like attempt to say our name <laughs> like yeah. uh, that happened with avatar like the first night of the tour um i think he said it right and i was like oh shit like that's awesome um and they and, never uh, the rest of the tour is like, all Ka- dallas cowboys yeah uh well <laughs> no he he said our name right the the whole tour but um I, there there have been a couple times where we've played with someone a little bit bigger and and they've been like they've flubbed it so I get it man uh, and that was so I think when I did that it had been a night for me mm. uh, so you know we I think we linked up I mean I linked up with you a couple times during Furnace Fest I've run into you but I think the time that I said the Dallas Cowboys uh, I might have been inebriated and it was later in the evening you had just watched. I want to say you had just watched like Poison the Well or something like that, and you were like, like on it. you were, right. yeah, yeah. I was st- God, I froze it up on my end. Uh oh, what'd you say? Sorry. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, no, you froze up on my end too. Um, Poison the Well. That, yeah, I think that you had just seen Poison the Well. And you were like on fire, and I was yeah. like, I was like, "Hey, buddy, what's going on?" And you were like, "Ah!" <laughs> like yeah. you, you were really excited. Yeah, it was it was I, the first time I've ever seen you. It, first and only time I've ever seen you giddy. So it doesn't happen go. that often, Carson. So you know, that, no, no, I didn't think lucky, it did, buddy. You're, lu- you're lucky that you saw that. I have to keep it, you know, mm-hmm. got to keep it legit sometimes. But yeah, man. Uh, Furnace was yeah. dope. I was surprised to see you there, obviously. Um, not really. I mean, you're down the street, so... Or not technically mm-hmm. down the street, but you're close. You're, you, you live close Right, yeah. Um, I made the that. drive, yeah. Have yeah. You, did, did you uh, get hooked up with that, or did you get, like, a pass, or did you buy tickets, or how does that work <laughs> for you? 
Um, Sneak in. We were we got asked to play one of the pre-shows kind of last minute um and it was like with with us playing the pre-shows one of the pre-shows like we would get like full all access pass the whole weekend um and uh it was so last minute that like our drummer couldn't come down to do it and we couldn't get our old drummer to fill in and uh it was just like a lot of logistics that would we would have to pull we had like no merch left over too from mm. from the tour we had just done before it so we had like two shirts left and we were like you know despite it being a probably a fun thing to do like would we lose or gain money off of this and the answer was lose <laughs> um and then i was the only one uh from my band apart from whitney uh our our former keyboard player who was going to fill in for that pre-show um i was the only one in the band that wanted to go <laughs> so um <laughs> Uh, it just ended up being me. Um, and I, it was just like, I had a, I had a lot of friends there. Um, and I had some friends that I was staying with, but it was like, it was, it was one of the weirdest nights like ever. Um, the weird, one of the weirdest like series of days ever yeah. of like, I was mostly at a festival alone trying to figure out like where I fit into which band I was seeing and who I'm hanging out with at which band. And yeah. Whatnot. So I wish we yeah. played it. I wish we played it. That would have been cool. Well, it was always next year. And I mean, that's kind of what I wanted to get into. Not you guys playing Furnace Fest or anything like that. But I mean, I kind of stumbled upon you guys early pandemic. Uh, maybe prior to yep. that on Twitter, you know, like you guys were one of those, I don't want to say like meme bands, but definitely like Twitter bands that sure. like the, the metalcore, the youth in the metalcore scene have like gravitated towards. And uh, the one thing that I really enjoyed about your band was that it is kind of like, reminiscent of a lot of early 2000s late 90s spaz kind of like metalcore infused sure. uh, jams so that was really cool and you guys do it really well and then you know come to find out you have like 100 people in the band and it's like sure. oh okay it's a whole it's a whole thing so yeah yeah um, i don't want to get too far off on the name because I've, I've wanted to ask i mean clearly it's play on words right with the yeah, cowboys cowboys yeah. but is yeah. there other meaning behind that or was it just like a one of those th joke things that become a band name or become a thing after just saying it a couple times. Um, I I don't know. I mean, like, to me, it was so, uh, it was so funny and so memorable that I I was just like, I don't think there's another band name that like is better than that. Like, I it was just kind of like a, uh, why would we not like go with something like that instead? instead of just like you know a single word that no one's gonna remember or you know something extremely long-winded and and stuff uh i don't know it was just like that i think that was the most memorable one and uh you know we i mean i think our mindset was that someone would book us just based on the name alone <laughs> um we came up with a lot of bands that had crazy names we we're we we're friends with this band called jaws of the musical and they sucked but they would get gigs like all the time. Um, uh, and like, it was, it was just, they had such a funny name, I guess mm. that they would get gigs. Um, and I, I don't know. We, we just thought it was a good idea. Um, and it stuck. Um, I mean, I think we've, we've gone from it being like kind of a joke to like, I, I don't know. It just doesn't even. The band called that. Um, unless you tell somebody new the name of my band, 
which is always uh, like you know like just like a family member or like you know yeah, the, my family members like uh my yeah no like a in-law or something like that i'm like yeah <laughs> um which is which is always difficult so um i mean i i love it i think it's a cool name um i think that it is uh i mean you're you're not gonna get like you're not gonna get a name like poison the well in you know 2022 you know a lot like, of them are taken yeah a lot of them are taken yeah a lot of the cool ones are taken so i mean like and I'm not saying our band name isn't cool, but I mean, I think we've made it cool. I think we have made, we've earned our name. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, you yeah. say it enough times too, it just becomes like normal. So I'm sure exactly. you guys have been around for five plus, wait, like 2016, 2017? 2016, yeah. Nice, yeah. Uh, so yeah, speaking of that, let's just continue on back. Now we got the name situated, name situation situated. Uh, but yeah, you guys, you guys kind of like popped on my radar shortly after I started the podcast, you know, because I was part of the reason I wanted to do the podcast was to not only like talk to bands, like uh, you know, establish bands and and pick their brain, but also to like use it as a platform to kind of like showcase smaller bands or lesser known bands. So, you know, it's one of those things where I was like trying to keep my ear to the ground as much as I can, being a, a grown adult, yeah. you know. So, yeah, I definitely. Uh, the Mars album you had. Um, the Mars I, album. Yeah, I don't know band. I don't know. I don't know band uh, albums. You know sure. by heart. It's just like uh, you know. I used to know all like the, the tracks and the titles and like album titles. Sure. But there's so much yeah. fucking stuff going on in in this uh, CEO chair these days. So you know I don't have time. Of to, course, of course. Yeah, <laughs> time no. for it. yeah. You're you're a big timer now. I can't expect you to remember shit like that. I'm not a big timer, but you know, I got, uh, I got part of it, right? Mars, it's in there. You got yeah, yeah, no, you got it. You got it, buddy. Hey, what's up? It's Lurk. Looks like you're enjoying the podcast. If you are, and you like what we're doing here on the Van Flip, why don't you go ahead and pause this and give us a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening to. If you want to find out any information on your favorite bands from the hardcore and metal scene, visit lambgoat.com. And to stay in the loop about everything that we post on lambgoat.com, make sure you like us on Facebook and you head over to Twitter and Instagram and follow us at lambgoat. Are you a full-grown adult and you also have a TikTok account? Congrats. Follow us on TikTok as well. You can find us under the username lambgoat.com. That's spelled out D-O-T-C-O-M. Head over to our YouTube channel where we have all of these podcasts in video format plus a lot more content that you should check out. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and you hit that notification bell so you're always alerted when we upload new content. And last but not least, if you want to follow me, Lurk, the host of the show, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at LurkCity. And as always, if you need any of the links that pertain to the artists on the show today, Lambgoat or myself, you can always find them in the description. Thanks for listening to this message. Now let's get back to the show. Mars is in there. So yeah, I got that album, uh, or I you know, stumbled upon that album, and I was like, damn, this is like really uh, a node, you know, a nod to the w- the metalcore that I got like first passionate about. Like I because I came uh-huh. up with like not so much hardcore. Hardcore is more. Uh, the thing that I kind of grew into as I became like a fan of scene music technically, but same here. Yeah. You know, like metalcore is where I really got, uh, really started gravitating towards in the early days. Cause that, I don't know uh-huh. why, but yeah. you know, break, it was breakdowns and metal, obviously. So it was better. Yeah, of course. Worlds. Yeah. No, what, what gets better than that? I don't know. Not a lot. Not a lot, man. No. Yeah. Not a lot. But again, as I got older, hardcore has kind of crept in there more and more. And especially nowadays, sure. I'm, I'm way bigger into hardcore, but, um, yeah, you guys did did your uh, the Mars album, and then you know pandemic hits, and you guys are just fucking not doing anything, right? So yeah, um, yeah. 
I kind of think you guys, and again, you can correct me if I'm wrong because you're in the band and you, you can see and feel this firsthand, but I felt like the internet and the pandemic kind of like helped you guys out in that time frame, you know, not a lot of people doing yeah, things and they were just sharing you around and I kept seeing you just pop up all the time on just different Twitter accounts or, uh, yeah. you know, groups and stuff. So, yeah. I mean, that was like a particularly interesting time for us because, um, I mean, we played what I would call at that point, like we played those Norma Jean shows, uh, those, the, the house show. Um, and that was, that was big and awesome for us. And like, you know, we felt good, like establishing like a relationship with a bigger band and everything like that. And then we got onto that silent planet show. Um, like silent planet just added us to one of their tour dates, like kind of out of nowhere. I think like someone suggested it and Garrett was like, yeah, fuck it. They're on. Um, and, uh, you know, massive shout out to them for, for doing that. They were, they were here last night and shouted us out on stage. So, um, you know, love those guys very much. And, you know, um, you know, just a, a definitely like a big brother band for us for sure. I mean, I we can always talk to them about anything. But anyway, um, we uh, we played a very big show, sold out in, in Atlanta with them and and Greyhaven and uh, Currents and Invent Animate, and it was like this like really crazy experience to just be put in front of that many people, most of them not knowing who the fuck we were and you know, like selling merch to these people and them just being like, I've never heard of your band before, but this is awesome. Yeah. Um, and like, it was like, it was like, fuck yeah, we're on top of the world. And then uh, I go into work the next day and it's like, like got home. <laughs> go home because uh, there's a pandemic going on. So, um, and like we booked like, we booked like two full US tours, like the first two or three weeks of COVID because we thought it was all going to be like, we thought it, we we're like, Oh, this will be done by the fall. Like, you know, it'll be cool. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't, uh, obviously, um, and it, it was a, it was for sure like a bummer. Um, but I mean, I think our goal was just to stay busy. Um, you know, we had so much time on our hands. I wasn't going to work. Um, and, uh, you know, a lot of us weren't going to work and it was just like, okay, well, let's write a record, you know, like, fuck, fuck all this touring shit. Like, you know, mm -hmm. the only thing we can do is write, let's write. Um, and, you know, we had, I think like at least four or five of the celebrity therapist songs, like we had like loose ideas for what it was going to be. And then we just crafted it in COVID. Um, and, uh, I mean, it it gave us a great record. I'm very proud of it. I'm very proud of how celebrity therapist turned out, but you know, uh, it's, it's, you know, I know it was so hard for so many other bands and, you know, <clears throat> who probably, you know, had a record. I mean, that fucking every time I die record got pushed back. How many times? Like it was supposed to come out a month before they break year. up. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, I mean, like I'm, I'm, lucky that we were in the spot that we were in because i think that if we were a bigger band it probably like if we were bigger and our entire you know our entire financial stability relied on touring i think it would have mm -hmm. been like a, a absolute death blow to us um like it was for some bands um uh and i think that if we were a smaller band <laughs> uh nobody would have cared <laughs> so um yeah, yeah, yeah i think i think we were the like exact 
uh, amount of we had like the exact right size fan base going into COVID. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, we got lucky. I mean, we grew over COVID and it was like the second that we were playing shows again, it was like, Oh, we just went out of town and we're in a city we've never played before. And a hundred people care. Yeah. That's insane. <laughs> like, like that's yeah. <laughs> it's a, it is uh, impressive because like you know you guys just played here not that long ago last month you had a little headlining stint that you guys ran through mm-hmm. uh, yeah. know, Florida and a couple southern states but yeah I mean yeah I mean, it's weird because I mean I, but now I'm thinking about it you guys had played here prior with yeah. Limbs and Great Haven and everybody uh, uh-huh. that, was, that was the first time I saw you and I, I can remember going like fuck dude these guys are way heavier live than uh-huh, on albums. Yeah. So, you know, for those listening, if you're on the fence about going to the Cal's Now Boys show, trust me, it's better live. But that's it's, so is every band that we talk. I agree, but, man. But yeah, uh, but it's crazy because I guess you did put an impression on people, and there are people that kind of you know not are big in this local scene, but are embedded in this local scene that kind of do listen to your music too. So it's it's weird how you got, not weird, but interesting how you guys have trickled into like uh the fan base here and how people knew your stuff both times you came so i i mean that that's the real i mean yeah no first of all thank you for i mean that's a very big compliment um from you because i know you see a lot of bands so um <laughs> true true but i mean like dude like the day after that show um which the show in jacksonville was good um the one with Greyhaven or the one uh you headlined the one the one you just saw me at the one okay, you yeah, just yeah. hung out at um that show was very good. Um, we all had a good time at that one. And it was like, it was like, okay, that's like by far our best Jacksonville show so far. And then we, we went up. I mean, as you remember, that was a Sunday. It was a mm-hmm. Sunday night, which, you know, Sunday shows are, eh. Uh, yeah, toss always, yeah, it's a, it's a 50, 50 toss up of like, there's either going to be nobody here. Cause they all have work tomorrow, or there's going to be a bunch of people here. And they don't, they love us so much that they don't give a shit that they have work tomorrow. Um, but, uh, you know, the day after we had a show on a Monday, which none of us were stoked about, and we went and played in <laughs> yeah. Greensboro, North Carolina, which we hadn't played since 2018 with CU Space Cowboy, uh, before anybody cared about either of our bands. Mm. Um, we hadn't played there in so long, and we went back there, and it was like, the most insane show for a Monday night. Like there was like 160 more there for us. And it was like, this is fucking insane. Um, and like, I think the, the real like benchmark of like, okay, we're doing something good that people give a shit about, um, is if people like know the music, because like, of course you can like, hear a band's name and be like oh yeah i've heard of them like i'll go Mm -hmm. see them because i you know have heard of them on the internet or i've heard that their show is good but like no it was like there were people that were very passionate about specific songs at that show and i think like that's like that's just the coolest thing in the world i mean i don't think i'm ever gonna get over that man like you know Mm. no matter how many times we have to play that fucking dinosaur bones song uh (laughs) i i love it i don't care like it's so much fun that's good Um, i mean you you have yeah who knows how long you guys will be a band it could be five more years 15 20 more years and you may have to sure may have to yell that dinosaur bones song for a long time and it's good that you at least enjoy it now 
it could change as you go on. It could be more of like a uh, burden part thing, but well, I mean, I think that I think that we have a pretty strong filter on what we put out and what we like doing and like you know when i really think about that song like i wrote that song when i was 21 and i'm gonna be 26 here in three days um happy early birthday carson thank you thank you i appreciate that uh scorpio season or some bullshit something like know. that um something like that uh yeah i mean when i really think about it like i hate the person i was when i was 21 i hate the person i was when i was 24 you know yeah. like um but I still like playing that song because, um, I mean, it's 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 almost like playing a cover, you know, like at this point, it's like I'm, you know, five years removed from the person that wrote that. And here I am singing it. Um, and it's like, ah, this is so cool that like like something I'm doing has this type of reaction. Yeah. And then you remind yourself, oh, it's not a cover. I wrote that shit. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I will get tired of it. You know, I eat my words. Use this interview as evidence and show it to me. If, if 15 years from now, I'm like, we're never playing that shit again. That, no, I'll play that shit again. Fuck, fuck me. <laughs> what do you want to hear? What do you want to hear us play? We'll play that. Hey, I like, uh, personally, I really like Celebrity Therapist. Uh, and I kind of wanted to get into that, too. Um, okay, go for it. Yeah, Celebrity Therapist was, was really good. Um, obviously it's a little different than not really different than the Mars album, but you know, you definitely had a couple of years, right? A couple of years in yeah. between the two. Granted, you probably wrote a lot of that within those time within that time frame, like you just said, but you know, it's really good. It's a really good um do we call that a sophomore album? Would that technically be a sophomore album? It is it is our second full length. Okay. Um the two EPs from 2017, we we call we classify as EPs, even though some people are calling Animal Tetris the the second one from 2017. Like that's still like listed as a full length some places, mm. and I'm like, if that's our debut full length, like that sucks, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. Um, I'm gonna try which, to guess. I mean, the, I'm gonna try to guess yeah. the Mars album. Is it Life on Mars? You're so close. It's the opposite of that. Mars on Life. No. <laughs> Are you fucking with me, or do you want me to just tell you? No, you can tell me. Yeah, I don't want to look it's, it up. It's called Die on Mars. Die on Mars. That's what it is. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Dude. I mean, I can I can tell you exactly what it looks like. It's like a circus tent, blue sky. Yeah. Kind of like a circus yep. tent. It's got the white white uh, um, title. I know what the fuck I'm talking about. It's just I don't know the title. I, I know you know what you're talking about. I, I appreciate your uh, candid... Uh, <laughs> well, so have you seen that? Uh, have you seen the Hot Ones with uh, Colin Farrell where he's talking oh, about no. how... Uh, uh, I think Charlie Rose was talking to him about... It was like on... He was on a episode of uh, the at Charlie Rose acting show and... Uh, Charlie Rose called Miami Vice Miami whatever <laughs> he's it's just making me think of that of, yeah. of him just being like Miami whatever <laughs> I don't try to do it but you know it's just You're right. the, re yeah, the recollection is not there for the most part yeah, again, no, no, it's no, I got you so I got much you. goes in a lot comes out unfortunately but yeah, yeah back to celebrity therapist I mean you guys signed the I don't know, Merkin Heavy, M-R-K-R-N, fucking Heavy Monarch, or whatever. Monarch, Monarch Heavy, is how you yeah. pronounce it. Uh, um, a lot of people say M-N-R-K, um, <laughs> yeah. but it, it is Monarch. I, yeah. I have to correct people constantly. It's a lot, <laughs> it's just a lot of difficulties with your band, and that it's hard. 
I guess it's hard to not like your band, but hard to, you know, stay up to date with it. So maybe that's part of the allure, you know, kind of like one of those cult type bands, which you kind of are a cult type band for the most part. Uh, I think we're getting close to it. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've been telling the rest of the band. I'm like, we just need like one more good album. Like that, that's it. Like we need like one more, uh, uh, better term would probably be, we need like one more great album. Um, which isn't hard to come by, right? Carson, they're just, you pull them right out of the hat. If, if we, if we take our time on it, if we, if we really think about it, um, and if we, you know, really have a clear vision of what we want to do, no, I don't think it's that hard. Um, which, you know, we're in the process of writing the next one right now. We worked on it a little bit this morning and, um, it's great. I mean, I love it. It's awesome. It's like so cool. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, like it's, we signed to Monarch. Um, uh, what was the question? <laughs> I think we just, I think we were just talking about it and then you corrected me and went on a tangent. Right. Yeah. No, no, no. And then now we're here. But yeah. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you basically signed to Monarch and then you guys put out Celebrity Therapist and yeah. like, have you know, I mean, obviously there's probably definitely been a, you know, a noticeable difference within not only your listens, your followers and stuff like that, but crowd size mm-hmm. and stuff like that. How do you, how does that make you, you know, how does that make you and the band feel? Like, obviously, like, okay, like you just said, we have one more good record, cult-like band. So do you all feel like you're on the same trajectory and you're all like kind of locked in together as a team kind of moving forward or? Of course. I mean, like there's, hmm. Um, which, by the you, way, have a lot, like, you have a lot of moving parts, you know what I'm saying? So a lot of moving more, parts, more parts um, than most bands. More parts than most bands is true. Um, you know, I'm not going to deny that. And also, uh, I mean, I think like the extra layer of difficulty of us not playing to any backing tracks, I think that really, uh, like, uh, adds a whole other moving part of like, there is no discernible tempo that we are all playing at, at one time. Um, which is, I mean, I think sometimes people are just like, I don't know how you do that shit. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I just, I can't do the backing track thing. Um, yeah. I mean, dude, like there's, we're at a weird point in our mm-hmm. career um, where I would say once again, like I think one more great record does it, you know, but it's weird to think of um, something that is such a big passion of mine as like a business. Um, yeah. You know, of course you have to um, because, you know, ultimately at the end of the day, we are a t-shirt business. Like at the end of the day, like we are a fucking t-shirt business. Um, and that's fine. You know, I've, I don't think there's anything cynical about that. Um, because I'm still, you know, I'm still, I'm, I'm in our studio right now. Lurk. I am, I am like in our studio. The second we hang up, I am going to go back to working on this fucking Jesus piece type beat that I've been working on all day. Um, and like, I mean, it's, 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 I still really want to make great art, but at the same time, like, I know that that directly correlates how many people like the art directly correlates to how many t-shirts I sell. Yeah. Or like longevity and stuff. And that's the, of course, it, of course, it's crazy. It's crazy. You're bringing it up. And I love that you refer to yourself as a t-shirt company. Cause obviously like you can kind of just being honest. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I mean, that just shows that even though you are somewhat young, you know, um, you have kind of a grasp on like 
not just the business, but like how to look at it. And yeah. Um, and again, no disrespect to you or anybody else on Twitter that's in a band that's you know hyped on the internet or whatever. But a lot of times, you they just they don't know how they got the hype, obviously, and they just kind of like do whatever and they don't look at it seriously or like a business or anything like that. And then uh-huh. you know that hype fades, and then the fan yep. base fades. So it's really interesting that you you have that uh, outlook on it. And um, I mean, I I think that just like once you reach a certain point of like this is the only thing i want to do um your brain just starts moving in different ways of just like of just like okay how do i make rent this month um uh hmm, how do i do it uh okay i guess i'll uh design something really really fucking good you know getting on stage every night it's like it's like i how am i going to eat after this show how are we going to pay for fucking waterburger for seven people after this show it's like i don't know i don't know but i'm going to get up on stage and i'm going to give 100% so that everybody in that crowd buys a fucking t-shirt so all of us can eat and it's it's i mean it does like directly correlate um and you know while that is like a tough way of looking at it um you know once you don't want to do every once you just like are 110 percent in on something i think i think that's when it starts working out you know yeah um you know and every time that i sacrifice another part of my social life or another part of like my like it's like oh i you know for example um i used to do a lot of music for like commercials and podcasts i still do um i still do but like you know the second that like that stream of income started to like die down there was like a direct correlation to like the band's popularity (laughs) right 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 and like it was like it was like oh shit because i don't have any work right now i'm spending all of this time working on music videos or working on the album rollout or making sure that we're all good on this or whatever and it's like uh, i mean it really is true that you get out what you put into it you know and i think that I think that all of the bands that I admire that have been successful are bands that are putting a hundred percent in like that or always put a hundred percent in like that. Some bands it's different. Some of some bands get lucky, but you know, un- I, you know, unfortunately I can't count on luck, you know, man. So I, 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 I just got to keep at it. I just gotta yeah. Keep at it. And I, uh, I appreciate that outlook because obviously like, as you know, we took over Lando not that long ago and, Fuck, yep. dude. Zero social life trying to, you know, get it, <laughs> get it to where we want yeah. to do it, you know? So yeah. um, I totally get it. And, you know, I have other things that take time out of my day, too, like other other situations, uh, like work. Like I have another day job and I run another company in general. But, like, I also just want to spend as much time as I can on just this, you know, this project. Of course, of course. And so, you know that's zero going out for the most part or if i do go out it's usually a show because that's part like, i can give myself right, yeah, that that's excuse. part of the like, job part yeah of the i job. can i can yeah. meet the bands fucking do some kind of content with them or like share their stuff on yeah. social media and it's like we're just being a part of the scene more than they have the land yeah. in, in, the, in the past but yeah i don't do shit like outside of that and i stay i stay up all night long zero sleep go to work the next day oh yeah the whole fucking yeah. thing dude so like and that's the weird thing about it, like, because there isn't a lot of money, like, 
floating around in this particular arena that we're both kind of in, you know, yep. we're, we're in different aspects yeah, of it, but we're all in the heavy music yeah. arena and there's $5 that we can all split between each other. And it's really hard exactly. to, to yep. deal with that. Uh, so my thought was like, how can we just grow the scene? And I know that's like everyone's fucking, you know, thought, yeah. but how can we grow can the I, scene? Can I ask you? Yeah. Can I, can I ask you a question? Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. As, as far as growing the scene goes related to growing the scene, because I, I want to, I wanted to pick your brain on this anyway. Um, even even if it was off pod, um, that's better. It's on. What what do you think? Uh, what do you think of Turnstile getting nominated for that Grammy? Uh, an, a band that is a, ostensibly a hardcore band. Yep. Getting nominated for a Grammy. I think I should start by saying, I've, the Grammys don't mean anything. Grammys don't mean anything. That's I'll, one I'll, thing, but I don't want to start. I'll be the first to say it. I wouldn't start that way. I would start with saying Turnstile's been around for quite some time. Uh, they've obviously, and this actually will probably go into another thing that I wanted to touch base with about like okay. somebody therapist and obviously the new record coming out, but and yeah. longevity, but uh, you know, turnstile has been around for a long time. Uh, they weren't always the roadrunner glow on band, right? Sure. Um, that album. God damn dude. I mean, they, they were a hardcore band and they made like basically melodic hardcore songs for the most part. And they became like a bigger thing, time and space. You can see the the trajectory of that band through their releases. Sure. So it's no surprise sure. that when Glow On came out, you know, it it was it got that massive success. Now, like to me personally, like I rocked that album for a while, and then it was like, oh, it's getting like huge, and then it became like annoying to hear it on the radio. Sure. Yeah. Right. That's just me though. That's personally me. But that also brings up Turnstile for like mainstream massive radio audience, right? They may trickle down in. So yeah. There's a win. There's a give and take. In the same month, they get the Taco Bell. For some people, good. Yeah. No, 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 no. Well, I was just saying, like, to, I, I was adding the note of to some people, Turnstile is the heaviest band they've ever heard. Right. Just like, yeah. And that, yeah. and that's, but that's fun. Continue. But that's fine too, because then. It, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. They'll scratch a little niche and they, you know, and being on Roadrunner, it might be a good thing that they're like, oh, I've never heard of Roadrunner records, right? In general, somehow. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, they go from. Possible. It's very possible. Yeah. They go, they go from Turnstile to one of the other bands that are on that label, you know? And so mm -hmm. that's yeah. just your, your little, you know, you fall through the cracks. So I'm okay with it. Uh, it's, it's definitely weird to see Turnstile do the Taco Bell commercial. And then like, do they get, they get nominated for like metal you know, best metal album, I think, in the Grammys. But again, like I you think, said, I want to say they also got best rock something or other, but it could have just been metal. I could be wrong about that. I think they were they were definitely uh, a couple nominations they had, but I want to say they were also in the metal album category for the year, best album or whatever. But um, yeah, I don't pay attention, dog. I don't pay attention to the Grammys because it's not really it's not really going to cater to like what our world, you know. So there's that, but. It does grow yeah. the scene, man. It brings a lot of um, normal music listening folks maybe into the scene, which isn't a bad thing, you know, and that's the thing that a lot yeah. of hardcore metal people have to understand that, like, I get that you want to keep this little niche thing, like, near and dear to your heart and not have, like, uh -huh. the normies invade it, but, but like... Yeah. But we just talked if, about it. What we if we all had $100 this. to split instead of $5 to split? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How sick know? would that be? And that's that's the thing. Like, I get it. And there's always going to be, like, you know, 
levels to the shit. There's always going to be the For mainstream. Sure. There's For always sure. going to be the underground. So like, yeah, yeah. it is what it is. And like, that's the constant thing that I kind of do go back and forth with. Cause it's like, do I want to cover certain bands for Lamb Goat? They don't need the help, right? Sure. But we get the clicks for it. So it's like a give and take, yeah. right? It's a right, give and take. Yeah. And we don't want to do like, I don't want to name bands. I'd love, to see, bands, I'd love to see the middle ground of bands uh, that don't need the press, but <laughs> get you a fuck ton of clicks. Um, or no, you guys, that need you guys are press. one of them. You guys are one of them. It's like every time we post, no, every time we post about you guys, and there's like other ones, and it just a lot of the younger bands, depending on, yeah, how is that? Um, it also depends on the photo we use. How, oh, there you go. Um, yeah, see how many, yeah, see how many comments there are about us having pronouns. Yeah, of course. Um, uh, how is how is the <laughs> sorry you're not wrong you. you're not wrong dude <laughs> oh yeah i don't know sorry to interview you but um By how was uh how was how was uh being able to put dillinger in a headline the other day again how how was how nice was that <laughs> at the beginning very nice yeah very nice yeah um I'll, I'll be honest with you about that i think the fucking line I think they're playing. Oh, I I agree. I agree. And I think I, I was like, I, I, I also I, think they're lying. <laughs> we talked about it. We talked about it internally here, and I was like, why the fuck would he do that? Why the fuck would he post that then? We, I, I think, I think we should have a larger conversation about this <laughs> off pod. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure we can. But then I was like, why would Weinman even comment? And like, obviously he would comment about it, and he downplayed it. So like, oh whatever, dude. Yeah, no, it's got to be real, man. It's I mean, I could get, real. I could see why they wouldn't do it because obviously Greg has a solo thing, he does the Allison Chains thing, he does so many other things, and like the other band members do other things too. You know, they're in other projects and do other shit. But like, yeah, you went through the effort of re screen recording your notepad, typing out a set list, and like, I don't care what fucking dream <laughs> you had. It's like there's a lot of time that went into just that, and then you shared it to your story, and what do you think? The world wasn't going to fucking blow up. You had Botch <laughs> come back earlier this year, and you know that blew everything up. Yeah. And then Dillinger was like, like, I mean, like to me, Dillinger is one of those standout bands because, like, I, I mean, I like every song, but I fucking love them. You know what I mean? Because like they, oh yeah, live they're insane. And again, most of their albums are fucking dope. I think as they age, they get better too. Even though a lot of people are like, uh, it's not fucking Running Board or Forty. Three percent burn. It's like, yeah, fucker. But they're doing the same thing in yeah. a different way now. And it's just, it's. I don't know. But yeah, I think. Uh, I, mean, I, think my... I think next year we'll see them at Furnace Fest and touring and stuff like that. That's what I think. So take that to the bank, everybody. I don't know about a. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Please do. <laughs> let it, Let us know in the comment. Um. I I think that uh I I don't know if it's a full fledged reunion. I mean, so I have like a. And maybe it's because I went to Dillinger's final shows. Maybe it's because I bought a whole ass plane ticket. I wish. Uh, to, and and went to all three of those final shows and spent a lot of money in New York City doing it. Maybe it's be maybe it's because of that that I'm like, um, you fuckers. <laughs> but uh, also like, uh, I don't know, just like I have an aversion to bands like leaving and then coming back. Yeah, um, of course it's like kind of exciting, and of course there's like the inevitable ones. Like I always knew the Mars Volta one was going to happen, um, because they ended on a note that was not a final note at all. Um, 
I'm pretty sure you and I are in agreement that the every time I die one is going to happen. Um, I like at some point it has to. I'm the same you. Oh, okay. I, I know uh, more. I know more than the average Joe, unfortunately. And you know, I want them to get back together. How long would that take? Time. I I, I think time. Sure. No. Time. I mean, like I I don't disagree with you, but like my opinion on things is no band is ever really broken up. Um, which is why, like, I mean, like we've always discussed, like, we're never going to have like a final show. Like, we'll be like, okay, goodbye for now. We don't know when (laughs) we're coming back, but like, you know, bye-bye for a minute. Um, but I mean, like even bands that I thought would stay broken up forever have like gotten back together recently. So like, Mm -hmm. I never ever thought I would be able to see like at the drive-in, uh, like ever. And then I saw them and it was great. Um, and I mean, there's, there's plenty of those like that, you know? So I, I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping so. I'm hoping I'm, I'm, I got my fingers crossed. I mean, fuck dude. If I, if at some point, right. Like we do anything like show related for lamb goat, like, um, uh, like concert wise, not like a regular show, like a TV show or something like that. But if we do ever like create a show or like a festival or like concert series thing, blah, blah, blah. I think I would have to do some kind of like, all right, let's get some reunion shit popping off. Like, can I get the chariot? Can I trick the chariot? You know? See, okay. Now that trick is Trick the chariot. I have to trick okay. the chariot. Not like just invite them, but because they, they wouldn't so, do it, I don't think. That is one where I'm like, that band is probably never, ever coming back. And if it's coming back, it's not original lineup. Um, yeah. Or, you know, the lineup that they ended with just i just don't think uh i don't know i love that band so much um i just don't i just don't think that it would ever happen i think josh scoggin wants to do 68 can you uh, imagine for sure get, like me speaking as a band with six to eight people varying <laughs> depending on the show um can you imagine splitting your guarantee between two people <laughs> it's very yeah i mean like why would you want to have a four or five piece again? You know, if you're doing everything you can with the two, the two pieces, but yeah, I've talked to Josh on camera and off the podcast and stuff like that. Just every time I see him, like, Hey man, it would be cool, you know, but yeah, it, and, we, we yeah. talk about it and he's, he's passed it. And he, we talked about it on the podcast, you know, he says he moves, he moves forward. He didn't look back when he, I mean, he joined Norma Jean on stage a handful of times over the years, but like he yeah. didn't go back, you know? And, I think uh, he wanted to make music that his parents and uh, you know people could listen to as well. And yeah, I mean, no hate towards him. Sixty-eight is not musically like I listen to it live. Live, it's great. Like live because Josh is a front man. That's fucking great. Um, yeah, but like I'm not Greatest, listening to it. Uh, oh, yeah. The first time I met Josh. Uh, the first time I met Josh, I was like, "Hey, this is a little weird," but you're like Axl Rose to me, and he was like rock and roll <laughs> i think yeah. that's what he said to me and i was like awesome <laughs> yeah. he is a rock and roll guy man he's just yeah. stuck in like a metal the metal hardcore scene but um yeah yeah one of the greatest front men i've ever seen uh I'll, mm-hmm. and I, I say that to everybody that absolutely I have this conversation with but um yeah yeah he's moved on man um and again would you want to revert back from like opening he's opening like corn and all these big ass fucking bands and right like sure you want to revert back to well, splitting five bucks with the fucking yeah, exactly. metal community 
but see, then I would counter with, don't you want a headline? <laughs> don't you want to not be corn Chevelle tour? Like, I, yeah. I want to be the one three on a corn Chevelle tour, but like, if you have the option to headline, like, why would you not want to? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Do you, do you I don't think, know. You think the chariot comes back? They headline festivals and stuff like that, or do you think they like? Oh, absolutely. Middle chariot. I think they. I think they are an example of a band whose fan base would be twice as big if they came back. More than that, oh, probably. God, I think more than that, dude. We should probably just fucking. I think they would triple or quadruple their size, uh, their size of fan base if they came back. I think they would be like enormous <laughs> yeah I, I agree i mean like i agree look look at look at the way that under oath came back i mean like under oath plays absurdly big venues and like That's i remember true, seeing yeah. them i remember seeing them at a very small venue like two or three years before the breakup and i was just like man like this is where my favorite band's playing huh and then like when they came back and i was like jesus christ like this place is fucking packed yeah. um so i don't know it is weird how I don't that know happens, how it shakes you know? Up. It's weird how like yeah. a little time away, and, and again, it probably helped that the scene just kind of grew a little bit too. I think that's um, I think what we're seeing is like your your generation and the generation right underneath you kind of grew up because uh, I I am much older than you. Um, you were very young when I was okay. uh, twenty years old, so. But I was alive. You were four or five, my friend. So yeah, okay, four, six, six, seven years old. <laughs> You are very young. So, but like, again, if I had kids when I was 20 to 23 to 25, yeah, they'd have been listening to the same stuff I'd listened to. Right. So we're, right. we're, we're coming around to like well, the generation of like people who grew up listening to like those bands. And I'm assuming that's why kind of a lot of the influence I hear in your music or the music you guys make is because like you grew up listening to that stuff in that area specifically too. Because you like we're talking oh, about definitely. Stuff, but you know you you lived in the same area as like the chariot, Norma Jean, and all that shit. Um, I'll I'll probably have to tell you off pod uh what band my small group leader at church sang for, but uh, yeah, I don't fine. think he wants I don't think he wants people knowing, but uh, I'll I'll tell you afterwards. Yeah, no, I had a I had a church small group leader who was like very involved in that, and I think the first show he took me to, I want to say it was like August Burns Red and Norma Jean in like 2010, I think mm -hmm. 2011, maybe. Um, and it was just like the most ridiculous thing I had ever seen in my life. And I didn't really understand it. I was like, why are, why are people doing this? And I thought it was cool. Um, but I was into like fallout boy and, and shit like that. Um, I, I was into like fallout boy and panic of the disco and like, uh, Lincoln park. Like I, I, I like understood that it was cool music, but like the chariot was the first band where I was like, Oh my God, my mind is like fucking blown. I was like, you can, you can do that on yeah. a stage and people call it music. That's insane. Before we go any further, before you go any further, you named a bunch of bands, Lincoln park, Fall Out boy. And yeah, sure. The other one panic. I also, listen, the disco. I also listened to all three of those, man. So you're not, you're not alone. You're on the right track. <laughs> I, I know I'm not alone in it. Well, so here's the here's the thing though is like by the time I came of age to where I could uh possibly play the music that I play now, mm -hmm. um, like you know, ninth, 
eighth, ninth grade when you start your first metalcore band, when everyone starts their first metalcore band, the metalcore at that time sucked ass. Like the I'm glad, records, you, yeah. I'm glad you say it, dude. I think that was like I mean, I, I just talk about it all the time. It's like a bastardization, like a money grab. I think happened in that time frame, and like MTV and I don't want to blame Rise Records, but like uh, I'll know. blame Rise Records. I'm not signed to them. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. <laughs> but would you sign to them? Uh, no, I'm I'm gunning for Epitaph next. Uh, oh yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm good on Rise. I'm good yeah. on Rise, but yeah. You and the yeah. Linda Lindas can fucking tour together. Perfect. I can't wait. I would love to tour with the Linda Lindas. That sounds awesome. Um, well, I mean, like, yeah, I just like there was like of mice and men and attack attack and like it was just this music that was so goofy um that like you know there were parts of me that liked it mm-hmm. for sure like i definitely had a few of mice and men and attack attack songs like downloaded or whatever but yeah those like, are big those are big meme bands now too like attack attack coming back sure. is a big thing for a lot of people but like I'm not gonna say that music's good, you know. <laughs> like I would never. <laughs> um, and like all the bands that were swimming in their wake, it's it's like I just I just never got into any of that. And like I think that the reason why we ended up making the music that we make, um, and it's kind of a throwback to the early 2000s shit, is because like it was just like so noticeably better like i was just like oh this yeah. used to be like a respected like art form <laughs> you know like and and not like whatever dog shit this is <laughs> yeah it's weird um, like, uh, when, when when metalcore kind of like hit mtv and hot topic and you started well myspace probably fucking helped and hurt the scene as you know evenly because like you started help having... deathcore for sure well, it helped everything. I mean, like it helped booking, it helped yeah. bands find bands, help people find music very easily. But sure, also, sure. it also started the taking pictures like this, uh, flat ironed hair, uh-huh. tight t-shirts, of girl pants. You know, like all these things that kind of like of course, yeah, started making it. I don't know, MTV popular or like you know, you'd see dudes I on next. So. Yeah, dudes would come off the next bus and be like, "I seen for a fucking metalcore band," and you're like, "What the fuck?" Right. Yeah. And then you, I started hearing like Norma Jean. I I heard on like road rules or real world, like a segment. And I was like, what the fuck's going on? I was like, what, is, what are yeah. they doing on there? Yeah. You know? And um, I just started thinking that it was like a cash grab and bands started trying to make music that could get them signed to these bigger labels. And the bigger labels wanted to put out like a heavier sellable kind of music. And I, I think I it don't... was a downfall of like what I loved at the time, but now it's coming back, you know? So, right. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, uh, I don't mean to blow up their spot, and maybe I need to ask ask him permission before I uh, ask you about this. Um, those like later, uh, uh, oh god, uh, those later uh, Doctor Acula records, like the one from like 2011 and the one from 2012. Do you know what I'm talking about with the singer that they don't have anymore? Yeah, the ones that sound like Attila. Yes, like like that is an example of like a band I really really loved, just like. <laughs> like just i was just like fuck this shit like yeah. this blows um have you heard the new one? Oh, i love it it's incredible i mean i'm so glad rob is back in the band and uh, we the reason i mention that is because rob and i had a talk 
at one of our New York shows where he was like, we play one of those songs and I kill it on vocals, but that song is very silly. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, I love that you just said that. <laughs> I think that's awesome. <laughs> I mean, it's cool that they realize, I mean, and it's cool that they even did that silly shit, right? It's like, it's- Oh it's, yeah, no, for sure. And like, I have a hard time with Attila, right? Cause I don't listen to Attila oh, and I don't, I don't, I don't enjoy Attila at all. You know what I'm saying? But me too. I mean, me I kind of, yeah. I kind of enjoy Franz and I kind of enjoy talking to him and he seems like a decent enough human being and, and, you know, real life, not on the internet, but in real life, he seems sure. like a decent human being. And like, so I respect Attila and I respect, you know, what Franz does, which, you know, I might get shit for that all the time, but whatever. Yeah, no. um, As you it, should. It, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, they should. But it is a thing. Like, it's a niche, right? Like, they play yeah. a certain type of music. And again, yeah. a certain person could find that band, and then that's their entry point to, like, heavy music. And that's right, not yeah. a horrible entry point. No, it's better, no, it's better no. than some of the bands we put, we've spoken about, you know, before. But No, for sure. I mean, like, I think that if... And I'm, I'm sitting here defending Attila, and I can't even believe it. You know? That's incredible. Um, I think if my introduction to heavy music was like one of those rise records bands or like like you know attack attack runoff or like um i mean honestly just personally speaking you know i have nothing against them uh as a business but if my introduction to heavy music was attila i don't think i ever would have gotten into it like the fact i think that my experience was curated perfectly of i don't know what the fuck this is when i was listening to norma jean i get slightly more into heavy things i buy a my chemical romance cd that has an eyeball <laughs> record sampler on it i listen to the number 12 looks like you and i'm like what the fuck is this shit <laughs> like, i'm still it, it was, I, I, I still say know. that when i listen to it oh i have no idea what's going on um i like and what's funny is i interviewed i interviewed them for math core index fucking five years ago um and uh i uh, like when I really like think about how that interview was, um, but uh, like I interviewed them, and then I uh, saw Jesse from Number Twelve at the last date of our uh, of our show of our tour with Rollo Tomasi, um, and I, I saw Jesse, and it was like, like everything in me not to just like punish him, just like. Hey, so what the hell were you thinking when you did this part of Mongrel? Like, that's that's all I want to ask him every yeah. time he's in front of me. Um, and also, John Carroll, their drummer, like follows our band and me on Instagram. And just every single time I'm listening to that band, I'm just like, don't message John Carroll. Don't message John Carroll. <laughs> Don't message John Carroll. Like you, it's just like it's both, a challenge man. not to. Yeah, you, you and I both. Yeah, that's something yeah. I don't talk. I don't talk a lot about on the podcast because it's not important to the podcast. But like, right? Um, I'm a normal dude, right? I I was in a band in my 20s, but like, I'm not like someone that's embedded in the national scene in any way. Sure. Right. Sure. But I have this in the last couple of years. I've had this weird gig where I've gotten to talk to a lot of like bands half of them are like my all-time favorite bands right so uh -huh. and a lot of these times we exchange you know contact information and i have to go like all right don't hit up that band because they put out a good <laughs> song or like don't ask them a million fucking questions like play it cool dude so like yeah i i have to like 
I'm gonna say it because I had to. I texted Jordan yesterday, Buckley from. Uh huh. Every time I die, and uh, it was bound to happen one time or another. So like, we we had a very long chat on this podcast, which isn't okay. never gonna probably ever be released. It was like six hours long, and uh, okay, we kind of somewhat yeah, we kind of somewhat bonded on that experience because we went through a lot. You know, a lot of things uh, were said to I guess to come off as just to get out off his chest or whatever and you know that's fine and I I love that I was a part of that right that's I'm a part of like the every time I die history that not a lot of people will ever know about because it's like hidden information at this point but uh-huh yeah um you know I I did see that they put on and we texted back and forth like periodically sure. so when he when he does text me it's like what the fuck is life you know what I'm saying but yeah um, yeah that is I te- awesome yeah I texted him the other day because Every, every every time I die was um, in the studio with Will and Jay and uh, I think Goose and Steve are also with Jordan. Uh, Andy wasn't there obviously and no vocalist, but I texted him and I was like, "Hey man, uh, I'm about to post this little blurb. Is it cool if I post it because it's blowing up your spot?" But also like, is that Jay Zabri- You know, is Jay Z there with you? And that's obviously Will and is Andy in the mix? And so we kind of like. Well, before we went back and forth on it, he's like, new phone, who dis kind of thing. And I was like, yep, that was bound to happen at one point. <laughs> so, you know, he definitely was like, my bad, dude. He's like, I really did update my phone. I have, I don't have anything past like 2019. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't care, dude. I was like, I, it was bound to happen. And I go, honestly, uh, I don't save numbers damn. or anything either. So, I, you know, if you were to text me or whatever, I might be like, what? Yeah, no. But Yeah, no, I, I was like about to text you and it was like a challenge in my phone to to figure out what I had you saved as. Yeah, I was like I was like hang on wait uh, is it Dave Lamgoat? Is it Lurk Lamgoat? Like I was just like uh, fuck, where are you in my phone? <laughs> like and then I realized I have you as first and last name. <laughs> and I was like fuck. <laughs> nice. Yeah, cuz I texted you. I think someone I'll lead in with this. I'll lead in the next thing with I'll lead into the next part of the podcast with this. When I do talk about you guys, and we did, we've talked internally with the writers because we reviewed uh, Celebrity Therapist, which you can go see on lambgoat.com. It is actually, yes, you can. It's actually one of the highest viewed reviews since we've taken over. Uh, you, you're right above Lorna Shore, so it's a fight between you really? and Lorna Shore right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, they're they're friends of ours, so uh, I don't want to I don't want to fight with them. I'm surprised they're not way above us. Well, they were the album was released a little after you guys, so you know, accumulatively the views are less than yours right now. But well, it'll pass us eventually. It'll pass. That may that may change in a week or so. But um, you know, I tell everybody, and I Elliot, uh, our writer who um reviewed your record, I go, I, I said to him, honestly, man. I think they are going to be like a defining uh, band going forward for metalcore. I think they're going to be the next big metalcore band. I think they're going to, you know, it's a return, not a return to old school, but like a return to like those influences of like all that, you know, all that music from the early 2000s. And you do it in such a, not a like a copycat way. It's so different. Because again, you have like keyboards, you have violin, you have other shit going on. You know, you have uh, male, female vocals. You have different stuff. You know, it's it's completely different, and it's um, yeah. it's exciting. It's exciting to see you guys, like to watch you guys, obviously uh, over the years. Thank you. And Thank you. Um, I really, I do, I really pull for you, and I, I get shit for that 
I get shit for that because you're a new band. You know what I mean? And I'm supposed to fucking only really? like. I'm Who's supposed giving to... you shit? Oh, dude. Who's People giving you shit? The lamb goat world, man. Go look at the fucking forum, oh. dog. Go look at the forum. No, I'm not going <laughs> to do that. I'm not going to do that. Go look at the forum. Go look at the comments. When I post you guys, like, I'm su- I'm certain someone saw. And again, the comments, uh, I'm sorry, the comments on posts that you guys aren't even in, they'll be like, oh, Lurk dislikes this and the Dow- the Cows Dow Boys. And uh, the other one is. Yeah. Oh, fuck, man. Escuela Grind is another one because I we post about them. Oh, they assume Escuela my favorite. Grind. Band, yeah, yeah, yeah. Escuela Grind. Yeah, um, yeah. Those are my two favorite bands according to like the comment commenters and and the forum. But um, yeah, I'll take. Well, Escuela Grind is fucking sick. Yeah, the I, band is we, sick. We post sick bands, dude. I don't know what to fucking tell you. It's new yeah, bands yeah, yeah. that these old oh, guys you. don't know. know you. you know, so I don't fucking. Right. Yeah. I somebody at one of the Avatar shows said that they found us through through lamb goat and i was like that's sick i was like that's awesome you you look like you read lamb goat uh, and comment on lamb goat those are my people my friend <laughs> oh i know i know i know clown makeup uh you know just spent like 120 dollars on avatar merch fuck yeah <laughs> yeah bro i'm surprised he comes awesome. to lamb goat to be honest with you we don't post about avatar you don't are they too big I think I well. I think Alex makes the decisions. The previous owner made a lot of decisions of like who to post, who not to post, and I follow that. I follow kind of like those guidelines. If we've posted about a band that's already is out and about, then we'll post about them. If they're if they're out and about for like let's say they're five ten years old and we haven't posted about them, I'm probably not going to start posting about them. Ah, I see. Yeah. Um, and but, Avatar is like 20 years old. So. <laughs> yes. And I don't think yeah. if you if you search Lamb Goat a lot, if they are written about, it's like they're part of a tool or something, right? So. Sure. Sure. Um, and again, I don't think heavy metal, right, is our. Sure. Wheelhouse. Yeah. yeah well, so. they used to be like a grind band. Like they yeah. have like some sick shit. It's weird. Like, it's anyway, weird how yeah. things. It's weird how like bands evolve, and that's weird. And that brings me to the, good. Good. Thank you, Carson, bringing that up. Yeah, yeah. I definitely want to uh, touch. Oh, on I'm because you're in between I'm the writing out segues. That's yeah, what they yeah. call me. That's what they call me here in 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 the A the A baby. They the call A-T-A. me the king of segues. It's because you yeah. have a lot of segues. You still use segues. The old mode of transportation. Of course, now. of course. Yeah. Now we call yeah. it old mode of transportation. But um. So yeah. So. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about bands that do change their sound and stuff like that, just to accommodate okay. um, sales. Not say I don't want to say sales, but let's say to accommodate financial um, security. Not only like not financial security for like I'm rich, but like I can do the band full time. Because there's a difference between part time band being pure to your heart and like full time band being pure to your heart and doing that full. You know, that's really difficult. Really difficult. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is really difficult, and um, I mean, like if I if I really think about it, the bands that I love that you know a hundred percent pure heart, very successful full time, um, they if they're still a band, they eventually do kind of have to change their sound because it's like, where the fuck do we go from here? Yeah, Um, you can't count. uh, I mean, you yeah. Thrice being a probably a very good example of that of like, you know, if you like look at Thrice's career trajectory, it doesn't make any fucking sense. They're just doing whatever the fuck they want most of the time. Um, and you know, I I I kind of 
had an aversion to the more radio rock sound when they like came back um, after being on hiatus or whatever. Um, but like now when I look back on it, I'm like, oh, they're just doing like the best version of that. Like, you know, I think that record is is really cool. And, you know, there's been two since that sound nothing like that record. Yeah. Um, and like uh, so anyway, I mean, like when I when I look at like architects. Yeah. Architect, I I worship those first couple of Architects records up to up to um uh Lost Together, Lost Forever, uh whatever that record what is that what that record's called? Fuck if I know. Um and you don't the, know the record the you don't one, know the record title, Carson? That's fucking oh, lame. Don't dude. do this to me. Don't That's fucking lame, dude. You know what? Just because of you, I'm looking at it. I'm looking well, at you it. had to look it up. I try to go off the top of my head, you know. Right. No, no, no. It is more impressive. I do respect you for it. You gotta I got understand. It. I got it wrong, but still, the intent <laughs> is there. Lost forever, lost together. Got your ass. Um uh, no, I I mean like those first one, two, one, two, three, four, five architects records. I love those records. I think they're amazing. I think they're perfect metalcore records. And now what they do is not my thing. Um, and that is fine. Uh, you know, they have a back catalog that I greatly enjoy. I think they're a great band. Um, you know, just because I don't, you know, immediately love what they're doing now doesn't mean make <laughs> me like not a fan of theirs. And I do think that they have been a hundred percent uh pure of heart uh the whole time. And you know, as you get older, tastes change and yeah. you know. Uh, your sensibility changes and uh you know sometimes you realize that screaming fucking hurts um screaming is hard to do for you know an hour a night and when you're as big of a band as them you have to play for an hour plus every night um so i mean like when i think about what i want to do with our band i i don't think i could write anything like for radio or I don't think I could write anything like without it becoming like a, a job, you know, like I, like I said earlier in the podcast, like yeah, you I, do I, I still do. Yeah. I still do that. Um, it's funny. I, I mentioned that I used to do it. Um, but, uh, I just finished up scoring a podcast for, for a close friend of mine. So, um, like a series podcast that'll be out soon. I'm, I'm very excited about it, but, um, uh like you know i i it would if i were to write a dalit boys song for radio for mainstream rock radio for sirius xm octane it would feel like i was writing a jingle <laughs> like yeah. i i just i i don't think i can do it um and that's not a that's not a negative thing to say uh on my part you know i it's not that i don't think i'm talented enough it's just that i just don't think my heart would be in it um and I also don't think the heart of the rest of the band would be in it. I mean, there are so many ideas that come across the plate with our band that, you know, maybe they are straightforward or maybe they're way too out there. And, you know, we don't really do anything unless it's got the clearance from everybody, unless everybody is, uh, you know, like we said earlier, uh, excited to play a song for 10 years plus possibly. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Well, that's good to know. I mean, not that, Obviously, you weren't changing the sound drastically, but uh, for the next record, but uh-huh. you know that's that is something that I think bands do have to think about and have to have that internal struggle of like, do I want to just like man yeah. it up for the next ten years, or do I want to maybe think about like a hotel every now and then, or maybe a bus? It's like because again, it's like 
it's one of those things where like it does depend on like the fan base a lot like to attend these shows and like buy this merch and like buy these albums and, and stuff like that and like it's just it's so it's so weird because like the the economy and like the scene is like very limited man it's very limited but like oh yeah oh, metal's yeah. huge you know metal is huge metal itself is so big oh, yeah. it's like you know metallica is a metal band you know and metal was huge in the 80s and it's just how can we get like hardcore and metal influenced genres halfway up that pole? You know what I mean? Just like sure, yeah. And I, I think it's I think it's coming. Um, I just agree. with the way that I see, just with the way that I, I mean, I pay attention to pop music probably more than I pay attention to the genre that I play. So, um, just with the like, pop music has gotten so aggressive over the last like five years or so. Yeah, like, like poppy and like all music. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Screamy pop music now. Yeah. And all the like rap music that, like, the rap music that has been coming out in the past few years, like, all of the on TikTok is like the shit in the world. And it's like, you know, how far are 808s with syncopated kicks uh, <laughs> away from, you know, chugs with syncopated kicks you know what's the difference um so you know i think that i think that it's coming around whether the band to to be the gateway band uh remains to be seen but i would love to be the gateway band i would love to be the reason someone gets into this genre yeah and i do think that like uh the audience is growing because like you were just saying like you know there's influences in other genres but also like uh, you said you brought up hip hop and rap, and you know I also listen to quite a lot of that myself. Uh, but like Denzel Curry and stuff like that, you know, there's definitely like yeah. a, uh, you could tell he listens to aggressive music somewhere down the line too. Um, and that's yeah. cool. That's cool too, because like the that that also means that other ethnicities and races and people are getting into heavier music when like the hardcore scene when I was a kid was like 98 percent just white dudes you know what i'm saying yeah of and course. like yeah. now it's like there's half girls you know 50 50 dudes and girls at the show all sorts of colors at the show you know skin color at the show and it's like yeah fucking of cool you know what i mean like it's so cool and like it's something that's really interesting to have watched grown over the years you know oh yeah yeah i think it's awesome i mean i think that it's uh and metal is a bad name but it's it's and you know it is pretty yeah. um open arms the community is pretty open armed and it does get a bad name you know because metalheads can be dicks but like those are elitist well they're gonna have the, those everywhere and and maybe someone's gonna like murder me for saying this but like the spots of like legitimately i am worried about getting killed for this comment but whatever i don't give a shit um the pockets of you know the subgenres that are the least inclusive uh black metal being one of them uh uh black metal like i've seen the least amount of people at black metal shows (laughs) like those are the shows where i'm just like wow all right so nobody came huh um and you know the most populated the most diverse shows that i see are the metalcore ones and the hardcore ones and the the weird ones and and shit like that it's it's never the black metal shows and yeah, uh true. it's it's yeah just just i mean i'm i'm taking a shot at a genre that i openly enjoy yeah. um you know unless it's death heaven in which case you know 
Def Heaven is drawing, you know, a fuck ton of people because they make great music. But, you know, if there's like a true cult black metal in town, black metal show in town, guarantee someone's coming out of pocket to pay for that guarantee. So, yeah, um, no, that's, that's crazy. That, black metal is one another genre in the last couple of years I've kind of like gravitated towards and I have no clue why. I don't, I, you know what I mean? Mm. I don't, like the new Behemoth There's a record. couple cool, There's there's been a couple cool bands in it that I've really fucked with. That new Minorian band, uh, that band's fucking tight. Uh, Maul, that, mm-hmm. that band's really cool. Um, I, I don't know, I like all the, I like all the black gays bands, you know. I like, I like, I, I like Def having a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I like that band a lot. Yeah. Um, I've started getting into. I mean, not to get off the fucking topic, but I started to get into. You're good. Uh, Post metal. Sure. Which, which sure. Probably is got a lamb goat thing. You probably. I'm probably going right down the fucking trajectory of like being a lamb goat ah. person, but you know, it's one of those things where like I like this band. I recently just have been listening to incessantly the last like two weeks, um, and I'm so late to the game. But they're called Big Brave, and they're like okay. a Canadian post metal band or whatever. And there's like a three piece, but the chick sounds like fucking a mixture of the the chick from the Yaya's and Bjork, and it's got like this weird that's crazy weird post metal heavy metal not okay. heavy metal but like heavy sound to it. And I'm like, fuck. Yeah. And I just got really into it. And they have 10-minute long songs. Okay. Next thing you know, it's like, I just am going to that out al- of those albums like for the last two weeks. So I'm probably gonna kill it. You know, you could, hate it. You but... could have a uh you could probably do a two to three hour podcast with Maddie, our guitar player, about post metal. I don't know if I, I want to do that. She is like an encyclopedia of that shit. Huh? I said, I don't know if I want to talk What'd you two say? hours about post metal, but you know, not yet at least. <laughs> Not yet. Let me get, let me. I've yeah. only been a fan for like two weeks, or for the most part, sure. two weeks. So, sure. But, yeah. No. No. I got you. Um. Yeah. You brought up. You brought up. Man, who was the chick that in your band at the time? Because I ran into it at Furnace Fest. Who had gotten like knocked out and went to the medical tent? That's our old. That's our old keyboardist who we're still really tight with, Whitney. Okay. She. She's the. She, she's the. Uh, Uh-oh. I hope. Did I freeze up or did you freeze up? I think we both froze. I don't know, but you froze. So, yeah, it was... Uh, you were really tight with your keyboard players when I last. Your ex-keyboard player. Oh, it. Uh, the one that got knocked out at Furnace Fest is our is our uh, old keyboard player. Um, she She's not in the band anymore, but we're still really tight with her. That's that's Whitney. Mm-hmm. Um, she got she got knocked out uh, during 68 playing a chariot cover. Um, ah, that was an amazing like, time. Was... Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, I arrived like minutes before it happened. Um, and like, I was still getting in and then I was like texting Whitney and I was like, Hey, where are you? And she wasn't responding. And I was like, all right, well, that's weird. And then she was like, Hey, I'm at the medical tent. I got knocked out. And I was like, Oh yeah, fuck dude. <laughs> like, yeah. Cause you were looking for the yeah. medical tent and I was like, I don't so, fucking know, dude. I don't know where it's at. Uh, and right, I think, yeah, yeah, I think no. I found it and we were at the very opposite end of the festival where, where the tent yep, was at. Yep. Um, yeah, I yep, was, yep. I meant to bring up the chair, not the chair, the 68 covering the city at Furnace Fest. Cause like, 
they didn't cover it. I mean, they just went into like the last two part, two, three minutes of the song, but like, that's the closest I think we're going to get my friend. Yeah, it might be. I yeah. mean, like that was if, a moment it, though. Yeah. It, I mean, listen, I've seen the videos. I think it's cool. Um, I think that so, you, know, you weren't there. Did you see it? You saw it? Uh, no, I was still figuring out like where oh. to go. I was on uh, side. I, I was on like the side of the stage talking with not side of the stage, but I was off stage in the crowd off to the side. Um, uh, and I was talking to uh, actually some uh, some of the people from the Blast Beat Network. But um, yeah, I was like sitting there talking with them. And then all of a sudden I'm like, what the fuck is going on over here? Like, I was like, I know. And like, I don't know any of the words to the 68 songs. Sue me. But I was like, I know these words going on over here. And I'm like, oh, fuck, yeah, they're, yeah. they're playing the city. And so I like ran over there like mid conversation. And I was like, phew. And then when I came back, I was yeah, like, no. my bad. You didn't hear them. They were playing the chariot. Fuck a fuck a meaningful conversation i want to fucking uh i want to i want to go scream the city um i there was a there was a moment during a there was a moment during norma jean set where they when they were playing memphis where everyone was like is josh going up there is josh going up there is josh he wasn't even up? there he wasn't even there he, 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 they left like, they left after the fucking <laughs> set dude they were like i'm out i don't want to even fucking feel rumors of that shit you know yeah, if you yeah. see people him walking around dude speaking of memphis uh well, it, it's it's funny because like and i don't even know if he would have let me do it but um i was talking to grayson from norma jean like right before they went on and like he was like just like saying so many nice things about our record and you know we hadn't seen each other in like two years so we were you know just like just being like ah oh, dude so good to see you like you know it's so great and you know he was like he was like yeah yeah we need to like you know gig together and shit and i was like absolutely for sure and like i was just like he walked away and went back to with who whoever he was hanging out with. And I was like, I was like, I should ask if Josh is doing Memphis. And if the answer is no, I should ask if I can do it. <laughs> you know, and this not is that anybody would have given a shit, but <laughs> like, who um, the fuck are these? Who's this, who's this dude up there with Norma Jean? Who's this weird redheaded kid whose band isn't playing up there with Norma Jean? Yeah. Uh, I think I I like to think that Grayson would have let me do it though. <laughs> Never know. Um, but dude, during yeah, that, I know. did you see? Uh, I think we shared a video of it. But there's some stage dives during that song, and like, oh my god, dude! There's one dude, fucking one of the most dangerous stage dives I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did uh, and that the gap between the stage and the railing was so fucking huge. So this big. Year. So the, big, dude. The one guy ran. And you can Google, you can YouTube it and Google it. It's fucking. I, I was there. I was there. No, no, I'm saying the, 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 the listener. Yeah, yeah. Oh, listening. right. Yeah. I forget that we're not just hanging out. No, that's the point. Yeah. yeah it's supposed to feel like that. But yeah, yeah, yeah there's a listener course, listening yeah. to us in the fucking fourth wall. Yeah. Sorry, guys. But uh, yeah, so like the one, the first guy runs lily pads from the speaker stack, which is in the middle of the fucking uh, gap. So yeah, it's not even I, on the stage. It's yeah. in the middle. So you have to leapfrog it or lily pad it. And then the other guy, a much bigger guy, I felt like, just huffed it and then jumped from the stage. Full sent it. Oh, yeah. he almost didn't even make it. And like, I was like, his shins are fucking screwed, but he made it. So it was wild. There was one guy too that. Yeah, no, I mean, he made it. He it looked like he was fine. Sorry, uh, you. No, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. We got caught off or blocked off, but I was going to refer to the someone at the small stage. They did not make it 
I don't know if you saw that video. No, I did not. He accidentally stepped, like his last step was like off of the stage and then like kind of like folded. Because <laughs> he hit like the guardrail no. or security guard or like in the speaker stack or something like that. Kind of like that, stuff. Dude. Yeah. Uh, you can Google that one too. You can Google that one. It's on our Twitter. Well, I, okay. Yeah, yeah, I know. Well, so there was a moment during Acacia Strain where it was like a big mic grab moment and I was like side stage and I was like, I could totally do this right now. And like, I was like, nope, not going to do it. Like, yeah. like, I was like, I was like, I could make it. I'd be fine. It'd be appropriate because everyone's grabbing the mic anyway. And then I like stopped and I was like, I don't want to eat shit. <laughs> yeah. The dude, honestly, yeah. uh, I'm pretty, I mean, there are certain times where I'll, I'll, participate and show antics like stage dive or fucking mosh or something like that but it comes fewer fewer and far between however dude when we when we go to furnace fest it's like i'm already on stage half the time i'm like fuck dude this is like the vibe like poison well it took everything to fucking not just lose my shit i think i just didn't want to lose where i was at on stage because i was like witnessing like you know the birth of jesus right there in front of me so it was one of those moments, but yeah, I, I try to. I've stage dive a bunch of times, man. Fuck, <laughs> but it is what it is. I well, have a question. I mean, Go ahead. Finish it. Uh, well, yeah. no, I was just gonna say, for for those who don't know, Lurk, uh, Furnace Fest, Lurk is a different guy. Like it's 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 it, they're two different dudes. Like he crosses. Uh, Alabama state lines and just furnace lurk takes yeah. over. You know, it's, go, it's a new guy. We go, I've gone to Talladega once or twice, uh, twice once. So, like, I started getting into NASCAR recently, and Talladega is right there, too. So, you know, I'm fucking, uh-huh. I'm, I'm vibing, dude. I'm like southern because I live in Florida, which is southern, but Alabama is southern, right? So, yeah, Alabama is southern. And you know, it's just a, it's a vacation, it's like a work vacation, which kind of sucks. Like, even this year, which I was probably a little more uh, having fun when you saw me because, like, I think we had, like, just finished up some, like, real work shit that we were fucking yeah. stressing about. Yeah. And, um, sure. You know, because we were working with Dallas for mailing and doing some stuff with him, and that was a big fucking worry and focus for me. And we we worked we, – we had, like, said that we weren't going to work as much this year. We're just going to, like, enjoy it, you know, because, like – we had just taken yeah. over lamb goat and just trying well, to get up working. Oh yeah. fuck dude. Way more than we wanted yeah. to, or way more than we had planned to. And so, you know, I do celebrate sometimes, you know, and that yeah, week was, no. that, that week of was course. a big celebration. As you week. should. Yeah. Well, um, I look forward to, I look forward to hanging with you at furnace fest 2023. Of course. That's yeah, all any, I'm saying. Anytime yeah. that I'll be, I mean, I come up to Atlanta quite a bit these days, especially now that, you know, you gotta hit me up. You yeah, gotta for hit sure. me up. Well, I got your tech. I got your text number. Um, I don't know why I checked my watch. Yes, I don't have a watch on. I have a question about your posters in the background there, dog. Sure. Are they yeah. yours? Uh, they're they're the collective bands. We have um, we have the original print. I can say the- I can say what they are. I think yeah. Obviously, you have your yeah. Life on Mars. Artwork. Life on Mars. Yep. Say it with me. Yeah, Life, yeah. On Mars. Life on Mars. Got the fast claimed record. <laughs> you got the fest poster you guys played recently. Uh-huh. Yes, um, and then, and then you have, have a, a glass jaw. Uh, glass jaw. Yes. 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 Um, 
the glass jaw uh uh most recent tour poster and then we have uh our avatar our avatar tour signed by everyone in the crew so yeah. um it was a uh, yeah just we're we're trying to keep as much as many things as we possibly can because like I don't think we kept a lot of stuff early on when we were yeah, a band yeah. and now it's like a, a struggle to like, just make sure like, like, do I have every pressing of die on Mars? And the answer <laughs> is no, I only have one. And I'm like, fuck, luckily, I, like, but I want luckily like every you, variant of it, you know, luckily for you, uh, which is weird. You're a good segue person. I'll give you that. Luckily for you though, uh, you can purchase all of those records on Disox. So, I'm sure it'll be fairly cheap. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So you could definitely purchase them all uh, in Discogs. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, if they're fairly Discogs, cheap. They're not. Uh, they're not fairly cheap. Been, no, no, yeah, no. People have been wiling with their prices on Discogs for the first I have, pricing um, die on Mars. You guys got to knock that crap off. <laughs> I have the uh, uh, I have the celebrity therapist. Um, the screen printed one that I have because I bought the screen printed one from Revolver or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, you know, what, oh, nice. 20, 28 bucks or something like that. But these guys are selling for like 110 plus dollars. So, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It is one of those weird things, man. Vinyl and Jesus geez. Christ. Really? People are flipping up for that? I think it's come down a little bit too, Carson. I, I kind of pay attention to it. But yeah. Oh. But yeah, man, I don't want to keep you too much longer. Uh, it's about nine o'clock, and I know you're at the studio. Hello? Yeah, hello, hello. Okay, I can hear you now. That's fine. That's cool. I think we're about done. So I was gonna let you. I was gonna cut you loose just to get back to work. Um. Well, uh, I have I have something to talk to you about off pod, but yes, that's fine. Sure. Do you want it? Okay, we'll just end this here. We'll we'll uh, we'll thank you, Carson, for being on the podcast. Um. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely be in touch for a lot of things going forward because you're going to be one of the bands I kind of like keep focusing on because, again, I think you guys are going to be one of the next big things in the metalcore scene. So um, I want to help as much as I can, I guess. So I appreciate you being on the show. And, uh, yeah, you're more than welcome to come back anytime. And I was thinking we could definitely do – I know you have like fucking a million people in your band, but – it's difficult to do multiple people, but I think if we do an in-person one, if we have like one or two other people, it might be yeah. a fun deal. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. I think we could absolutely make that happen. Cool. Well, do you want to send us off with any kind of last words for the Lamb Goat audience and or Callus Dowboys audience that's tuning in? Um, When does this come out? Fuck. Eight weeks or more. Really? Yeah, we're backed up. <laughs> like, are are you are you fucking with me or no? No, 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 no. Yeah, uh, this is probably going to be at least a month and a half, at least. Okay, well then, uh, <laughs> that means I can do this. Um, everyone, go buy tickets to our tour with uh, drugs and varials and one five six silence. Oh, uh, nice. We'll be on the road. We'll, we'll, yeah, that, that gets announced like two weeks from now. So oh, cool, don't, cool, cool. don't leak that shit. Lurk. I, I... <laughs> <laughs> no, I won't. And, uh, actually if we're listening to this six to eight weeks, uh, afterwards, 
the audience will know if I did or did not. So, motherfucker, maybe I should have kept my mouth shut. No, I'm pretty, I'm, <laughs> dude. If I haven't spilled the beans about every time I die, I'm not spilling the beans about anything. That thing is fucking uh, burdened to carry uh, okay. around sometimes. But yeah, all right. Let's uh, let's cut it. Let's cut it here, and we'll continue our uh, brief conversation afterwards. Sure, sure. All right, I'm gonna. The number you have reached is 100.7 WMMS. It wasn't just a radio station; it was a lifestyle. Is, is a rock and roll city for sure. Yeah, yeah. The wrath of the buzzer. WMMS. The rise and fall of one of the most iconic radio stations in America. Profiles. The wrath of the buzzard. P R O H files. Subscribe now wherever you get podcasts.